Turning your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. If you want to be ready in those other passages, that's wonderful too. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. Before I begin, Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, to touch my heart, touch my mind, be, up, be my source, be our source, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Very famous scripture. Verse 21. Now from that time forth began Jesus to show to his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and then be killed. But, and then be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Stopping right there for a moment. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad things that happen to us that aren't our fault. Peter had this idea. He thought, they were going to march into Jerusalem, wipe out all the Romans, and have the millennial reign of Christ right there and then. But it wasn't to be. And it wasn't God's plan. And sometimes we get what we don't expect. We have these high expectations, and we don't get what we expected and that's what happened with Peter when he says, This shall not be unto thee. But Christ turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense to me. On the screen here. You savor not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. And again, we get ideas of what we expect from one another even. And when it doesn't happen, expectations not met equals depression. We can easily go into a depression when uh, we don't get what we want, when we don't get it our way. And sometimes our way is the very thing that would have hurt us or ours. And God throws throws some stop signs in there. Then said Jesus to the disciples, verse 24, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. Let him say no to himself. Hence we have the discipline of self-denial. There is something in each one of us we, we need to develop. The discipline of self-denial, saying no to the very things we want, the very things we might need. We usually get what we need. We don't always get what we want. <clears throat> Learn to receive no's from God. Learn to respect the stop signs in life. Remember, Jesus is watching and we will be held accountable for our disobedience. The never the lessons of life, thy will be done's in life is what we need to respect and honor. Go to verse twenty-four again. 
Then said Jesus to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, say no. And the second thing there was, and take up his cross. Take up his cross. The cross is a symbol of death in that, in that culture. We are to take up our crosses, carrying them. The first cross to speak of. The cross that has nothing to do. It's not our fault unless we've overindulged in something. But the crosses of, number one, health. Health. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 Peter, the most useful man in the New Testament after, after Christ, the one sent out to all of the churches to start them, the one who God had his hand on, moving him around, protecting him, that, Paul, 2 Corinthians 12, 7, regarding the cross of health that we are to bear, Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I asked the Lord three times that it might depart from me. In verses 9 and 10. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, my sicknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in my sicknesses, in reproaches. Reproaches are those comments from others. In necessities, when we go without, in persecutions. In distresses for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When I'm weakest is when I'm strongest. We are to bear the cross of health. Let us bear it as the Apostle Paul. We don't know what his, uh, what his problem was. We don't know it uh, at all. And it helps us to think of it as whatever ours is. That was his. But he definitely had some pain. Jesus said, take up your cross. The second cross we talk about is life's disappointments. Life's disappointments. In Hebrews 12, 1, Wherefore, seeing we are circled about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and... On, let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Life's disappointments. You're going down through life. I experienced that this very week. I was in a new woods, taking a quick walk. And it looked wonderful. And, but I came down the path, and here was a giant tree falling over the path. I had to go up around, and back down again to get past that tree. That's life. That's life. We get going, we get rolling, and then suddenly life throws us a disappointment. 
so important for us to look at, at God being the one that has set before us these races that we have. And let's keep our eyes on him no matter what. Life's disappointments. Then we have job, the job, the job. Ephesians 6, 5 says, Servants or employees, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, which with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart, as unto Christ, do your work as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, verse 7 on the screen, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. I tell you the truth. When you're in the military, I'll set, speak of me personally, you try to do as little as you have to. You don't, you don't go beyond. You don't do the greatest job. You just try to get it done. You're ordered to do this, the, the stupidest thing sometimes. And... I just say this, the Navy prospered when I got saved. The Navy prospered because after that, the jobs that I did, the, I excelled at. I wanted to do the best I could to be a reflection of Christ. And it was noticed with goodwill doing service as unto the Lord. When you have something difficult to do, stop and think how could you do this if it was just for Jesus? Wow. In verse 24 again, take up your cross. Crosses. Now listen, your wife or husband is not a cross. I've heard it said, can marriage be a cross that you carry? No, not when you take vows to serve and honor and care for. No. We're all, except for me, married to less than perfect people. She's here, I just saw her. You were supposed to be downstairs. I wasn't going to say that if you were in the room. We're all married to less than perfect people. I know she is. With disappointments, with expectations not met, with uh, unkindnesses to, toward one another, with self-centeredness and selfishness. Can marriage be a cross that we carry? I say no. Unless you've given up. Unless it could be said of your marriage that you have a loveless marriage. A loveless marriage. Then it can be a cross. And I, I say this because I want to be a blessing this morning. Some are negligent. In not loving their wife, their husband properly. And very quickly, I can't go into this, but 
five love languages. I have done this for years, and I just want to remind you of this. This is helpful to someone. When I'm, when I'm writing my, my messages, ideas come in like arrows into my, my mind, and I, I feel like it's the Lord. So somebody needs to be reminded of these. Five love languages. The first one is gifts. My story for gifts is Brother Ted. When we were all at uh, the, the, the... When we were all in Harrisburg at the sports show, we got out of the cars and we paired off and I went with Ted. And I had just enough money to buy what I wanted to buy for me I think Brother Ted has this, the love language of gifts. Because we were going down these aisles, all these booths, and I've got just enough money uh, to buy what I wanted to buy, probably something to, to do with archery. But we were in this giant hall with all these booths, and we're going down the hall, and here's Ted, my deacon, 20 years my deacon. And he goes, hey, Here's some women's stuff. Let's go in here and buy our wives a gift. And I went, oh. I know I've told this story before, but for those of you that haven't heard it, there went my dream to buy what I wanted to buy. So we, we went into the women's area. Well, it wasn't just women's. It was stuff other than hunting and I ended up buying my wife this beautiful gift. And I actually felt very good about it, very self-sacrificing. And I went into there and I bought it and I brought it home. And I walked into the house and I said, look what I bought you. And I held up this tapestry about that size of two cardinals at a feeder or on a limb or something. And I was so proud that I bought my wife this gift. And her response was, Why'd you buy that for me? <laughs> she regifted to my mother. So, but some people have that gift that they they have a love language of 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 giving gifts. And if you ha if yours has that, you better love them that way. Physical touch. That is not talking about any kind of intimacy, but physical touch is the hand holding, the arm around, the kissing maybe. Affirmative words are positive words. Affirmative words. And, and, and I know in our marriage of almost 47 years, just give me a nod, okay. Affirmative words. We must tell each other we love each other probably 10 or 20 times a day. Affirmative words, using words constantly. Time is, is giving, giving time one to another. Giving of your time, being self-sacrificing with it. Choosing to be with them than, than somewhere else. And then acts of service. Doing for one another is another form of showing your love. Five love languages can't go into it any more than that. I have illustrations for each one, but I uh, would like very much for you 
to look at your life, those of you that are married, and see where, where you fail. And children have these. There's a book out, Five Love Languages for Children even. So anyway, some are negligent in loving their spouses. How to overcome a loveless marriage? Well, the first thing is forgiving and forbearing because the person you're married to, you found out real quick, isn't perfect. <laughs> How to overcome a loveless marriage. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. One of the greatest gifts you can give one another is forgiveness. Well, you don't know what they did. You don't know what they said. Doesn't matter. Have you ever failed Christ? He forgave you. We need to forgive one another. How to overcome a loveless marriage? Remembering these two principles. Wives, submit. Don't get up and leave. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you would unto the Lord. And literally the word submit does not mean being a doormat. It means showing and giving respect, respecting them, honoring them. Wives, honor your husbands. The position. Husbands, in verse 25, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. The cross is what the men, husbands, are to be willing to, to get on to meet their wife's needs, to make them happy. When we talk about forgiveness, we talk about the lack of forgiveness is bitterness. In bitterness the lack of forgiveness, bitterness takes up all the room in your heart, leaving no room for love. Do you hear that? When your heart is filled with bitterness, it overcomes everything in your life. And that's what we think with. We think with bitterness. And it takes up all the room and displaces love in our hearts. And one more verse about forgiveness and bitterness. Ephesians 4.31 Let all bitterness, that's the lack of forgiveness, and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking, let it be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you how to save a marriage forgive be kind be tender hearted again matthew 16:24 then said jesus to his disciples if any man will come after me let him one deny himself say no take up his cross being coming dead to self and let him follow, follow me, Jesus said. Follow me.
my shoulder's still raw from dragging that, this lightweight cross from the family center. And I tried putting it over my shoulder like you see in the movies. I can't do that right now. My shoulder's so raw from carrying it that little distance. Jesus had to carry probably the crossbar, but a beam on his back. And as we, as we see this, see if I can do it without. Galatians 6, 5. Every man shall bear his own burden. I'm supposed to bear this myself, by myself. There are some things I am not to share. I, I'll never forget, and I... I'll never forget that one day we were out here at a work party and I, we were out here with some men and I was out here and I guess I was complaining about my back, about my arms, about this, about that. And I never, I must have been doing it a lot because sweet Harry Butler stopped me and he said, listen, all of us have aches and pains. We just don't talk about them. Wow, what a lesson. So, there's some things we're supposed to bear. We're supposed to bear. There's some things we're supposed to carry. That, and we don't talk about them. We don't need to share them. They're our burden to carry. What's yours? You're not supposed to have to share some of your burdens. But then again, Michael, this is getting very, very, very heavy, since I'm carrying it mainly with one arm. Would you come up and help me? And I point this out to you. The same chapter, Galatians 6.2, says, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. It is the law of Christ that we help one another. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mike, so much for bearing my burdens. It's the law of Christ. There are some burdens that are almost impossible to carry by ourselves. We try, we try, and we tend to break down. I was carrying that thing wrong yesterday over my shoulder from miles away, it feels like. (laughs) And by the time I got up here, I was dragging it because it was too heavy. And I had just missed Pastor Rodney, who was in his office. If I'd have timed it right, I could have had him help me. You don't get Rodney to help you. He just picks it up and carries it. But this... <laughs> what did he say? Like a deer. <laughs> like a deer, yes. Bear ye one another's burdens. It's the law of Christ that we help one another. One another's burdens. I'm not so concerned about my children and grandchildren. I pray for them. They're on my prayer list. But I, I, figure, I figure that when we were that age, we had struggles as, as parents or as young parents, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just part of life for them to grow and get stronger. And do, when, when we were their age, we had sicknesses. We, we had setbacks. We got through it, and they need to get through it. 
And then I look at my wife's burdens as this, this wonderful motherhood that she carries. It's a true burden for her. And it's my calling. It's my calling. It's our calling to help one another with their burdens. So uh, I help her with the burden of carrying the, the I, I don't near, do I say, the worry of a motherhood, of motherhood. We need to help one another. It's the law of Christ. Again, Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. One, say no. Saying no to his saying no to his needs, his wants, his desires when it, when it comes to taking care of others, the law of Christ. This is like a piece of gold to me. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I had someone come up to me years ago after I preached on this verse and they said, do you think cancer and death is a light affliction? For our light affliction is but for a moment? Yes. When you look at the hundreds of thousands and millions of years we will have in eternity, yes, our light affliction which is but for a moment, works for us in a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Again, the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and he shall reward every man according to his works. His works of self-denial. His, his work of carrying one's cross. I don't need Michael to follow me around to help me carry my burdens. I have a wife who helps me carry. But I also have a Lord, Jesus Christ, who is constantly at my side. I have groomed that habit in my life. I always have the higher power of Christ to help me carry my burdens. And then the work of following him wherever he leads me. The work of following him while carrying one's, one's burdens. In the way of co contentment, 1 Timothy 6, 6 says, but godliness and contentment is great gain, being grateful for what you have. Philippians 4.11 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and how to suffer need. Suffering is part of a Christian's life. To do without, to have pain... I, I think of even now 
some of the worst pain I've ever had. And it just broke me down was my kidney stone. Kidney stones, plural. And Brother Raymond had kidney stones this week. You'll never know how hard it was to go in there. I was feeling your pain in the hospital there. Wow. Hebrews 13.5, I'll finish with. Let your conversation, that is your lifestyle, let your lifestyle be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. The discipline of self-denial, saying no. Let your lifestyle be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And I have preached on several, several topics. And the one I want to ask you about right now is your love, mar- your love language. I want to just ask you, do you have, are you loving one another with their love language? Gifts, physical touch, affirmative words, giving of your time, and acts of service. Taking just a moment. It doesn't have to be a maid. It can be your loved ones, your children, your family. Are you loving them in their love language? Are you forgiving them? Are you an easy forgiver? Could you become an easy forgiver? Bitterness is a lack of forgiveness. Bitterness takes up all the room in the heart. Staying mad takes up all the room in your heart. Lord Jesus Christ, These are your people. They belong to you. I pray the Holy Spirit will convict us of weakness. Show us strength, Lord. Ask you, Lord Jesus, to reveal to us our weaknesses. Where we need to be bolstered. Reveal to us who we need to help, even sitting around us. And reveal to us those burdens we are to be carrying ourselves without burdening others. Lord, you're so great. You're so wonderful. You carried the cross when you didn't have to. You could have just destroyed them all. You could have fought back. You were God. But out of love, you carried your cross. The cross that had all of our sins on it. What a God you are. We are to carry our crosses as well. And whatever it takes, help us to follow you. 
whatever's in the way, whatever's on the path, unexpectedly. Help us, Lord, to walk the path and to follow you, no matter how hard, no matter how narrow. Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know for sure that if they were to die today, they would, if they would go to heaven or hell, if they were to die this very day, that thought bothers them. Lord, let them, Lord, today secure their salvation once and for all, finally. Let them this day ask you into their heart, into their life. Lord, this day, if there's some marriage that is hurting, very troubled, let them this day, this moment, renew their love and vows for one another. Asking for your forgiveness in harboring bitterness and anger. Help us, dear Lord, to live the life you would have us to live, to serve those you would have us to serve. In Jesus' name, amen.